Hi, Explorers. Thanks for listening to Kids Who Explore Parent Edition. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. I'm Adriana Scori, a Canadian Rockies hiking, adventure, and travel mom to my two-year-old Turner and newborn baby Nash, and founder and CEO of Kids Who Explore. I'm Lauren Rodick-Eberly, mama to Collins and Deacon. We love exploring between our two homes in Alberta, Canada and Washington State, USA. Today's Kids Who Explore podcast episode is sponsored by Mount Store, a new brand aiming to get you back on the trail safer, sooner, and with more ease. From diaper duffels to winter and summer sleep sacks and even merino wool layers, Mount specializes in outdoor camping and adventure needs for babies, toddlers, and children. Created by Tim, a dad who became a stay-at-home parent during the pandemic, Mounts is trying to solve all the little issues for parents to get back to their outdoor selves. Visit their website now at www.mountsstore.com. That's M-O-U-N-T-S store.com. Okay, so we are in the heart of winter and embracing winter with babies. So we're going to talk about some of the things that we do to take our babies outside to help you get your baby outside in the cold weather. All right. We cannot say it enough. Hey, Adri, three-layer rule. Yes, and baby wearing is like honestly the best because they're getting the heat from you and you're able to kind of layer them accordingly to that. I mean, we get some pretty cold days here in Alberta, but we just kind of, um, yeah, make sure that we get our kids layered up, starting with that wool base layer is our first layer that's touching the skin. But we've talked about this before where it doesn't just have to be a merino wool product. It just has to be a synthetic material. And the reason being, we, we try to avoid cotton because cotton retains the water and doesn't whisk the moisture away from the skin. So that's what you want to try to avoid on winter excursions with your baby. So if they're getting kind of wet and, and a little bit sweaty in that, um, that merino wool or synthetic material is going to be able to take, you know, that moisture away from their skin, which is what you want to see. And then that mid layer, we typically go with a fleece bunting. It's a good insulator. You also can go with another merino wool layer if you're wanting to as, as well. Um, but I typically use the fleece buntings. Um, they're just super handy and they have like the hoods on it and keeps kind of the draft out and that kind of thing. And, and you'll know this too, like if you've ever worn fleece on like a ski hill or that kind of thing. It kind of keeps the draft in that away. And then on that outer layer, we try to go for water resistant um, or waterproof if you can. Um, Mine, I believe are just like water resistant. Like um, they're not, they don't do well in the rain, but they are down filled and they're puffy. So um, I find they keep babe nice and warm. If I am baby wearing, I will actually just keep him usually in his fleece. And then I actually have like a different outer bunting. Um, it's like a poncho style that goes over the soft shell carrier on the front. And I believe the brand that I have, um, well, I have one that goes with the Ergo Baby, like the actual carrier. Sometimes your specific carrier will actually have like a winter shell that goes with it. And then, um, or you can order them separate. And the other brand I am familiar with is 7am and they have this, um, this poncho and it's actually very warm and um, works really well. So it can kind of like scrunch around baby and that kind of thing. I'm trying to think. So I covered three layers, just trying to make sure that I covered all my points there with the layering system. Oh yeah. And then accessories. So um, typically I will do like booties um, and external booties beyond like a, like a wool sock kind of thing, because then they're not getting damp. Um, Then they have 
Nash will wear a toque. I try to do something that covers his ears because if it's like drafty, they just do not have a fun time with that. Um, and I'm talking like winter conditions. Typically in Alberta, like it does get really cold here. I will not go aside with the kids on adventures um, if it is colder than minus 15 degrees Celsius. So that's kind of my rule of thumb, but I am doing this three layering system, anything below zero degrees Celsius. Yeah. I loved you sharing that because people are saying, when are you doing three layers and when are you doing two layers? And so you said anything above zero, two layers. So yeah. usually the base layers and then just your outer gear and then anything below zero. And we're talking Celsius. You are doing the three layer rule. Another thing I wanted to mention is because I know we're always talking about the financial aspect with getting outside because that's a lot of gear that was just mentioned. So we do have some episodes, which I'll try and link up here too, about where are places that you could get secondhand? I know you love Facebook marketplace too, because then you're going to be getting good gear for a, a more accessible price. Uh, but I will also mention, because I was talking about Merino wool base layers on Instagram and a lot of people who work at ski hills or get outside a ton. We're saying, you know, I don't have a ton of income, but the place where I do spend my money is a really good pair of base layers because that makes all the difference in how long you are staying outside. So if there's only one thing that, well, I shouldn't say only one thing because you need the outer layers, but if there's one thing for you to kind of put your money, it would be a really, really good pair of base layers. And then you just need one and then you just keep rewashing them. And if you take care of them, they hopefully should last a long time. <laughs> I also think the thing with the base layers too, is like, yeah, absolutely. If you're looking, if you do find secondhand in your size and that, um, but if you need to buy new, just try to look in the off season because those are one of the hot commodities that honestly go on sale in the off seasons quite a lot because people think, oh, I don't need thermal base layers or merino wool base layers, um, you know, in in the cooler months, which we know here at Kids Who Explore, we like to put our kids in year round um, with the SPS, SPF, can't, <laughs> can't use my words, um, uh, factors in that. So we do use them year round, but typically when you're buying them from the store, people, their marketing is very much geared towards winter. So I find that you do get a much better deal in the summer. And then not only that, we have some discount codes that we can link up in the show notes here. Um, I know Explore in the US, uh, we have a discount code with them, which is really useful when shopping there as well. So that that can help. Absolutely. Okay. So stepping away from that and talking a bit about time frame, embracing winter with babies, keeping it as short as you need to, because it all counts, right? Yes. It all counts. <laughs> and it's okay that the adventures sometimes are, we went skating the other day. I think it was 10 minutes. That's fine. No big deal. <laughs> and it took you 30 minutes to layer up and then 15 minutes to layer down. <laughs> yeah. And that's not even counting like nursing at the trail and snack prep and all the other fun things that we do. <laughs> Absolutely. But it is, yes, it is worth it. <laughs> that's where the whole expectation thing comes in, right? Because I still think you got outside, you did it, you had fun, you got a small exposure to that activity. So that was something. Yeah. And I also think you have to put yourself in your kid's perspective too, because you got to think of it from their angle, right? Like maybe they're screaming and freaking out because their feet are cold or their hands are cold. And they're trying to tell us that. And, you know, it's like, it's just, you really got to put yourself in their position and go, okay, like, 
if my feet were that cold and I was that freaked out to be outside or that wind wasn't blocked well, I mean, it does, it make it, it makes for a very unhappy experience. And that's not, not what you're trying to achieve. Honestly, when you're going outside, you want to make sure that you're soaking in all the benefits and it's just best to keep it short and sweet in the winter if needed. Yes. So true. Okay. So nursing in winter, I know your answer to this because I saw you <laughs> outside in the carrier when we were, the kids were skating the other day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so nursing in the carrier, when you, if you have nursing layers on, so you have nursing base layers, which then so easy, just pop it out, keep the baby in the carrier, and then everyone stays nice and warm. So feel free to talk about that a little bit if you want. Um, there's also the option to get back in the car if that's, your situation where you're close enough to the car and you keep your adventure sure enough that you can nurse before and nurse after. I know that's definitely something that we like to do too, but yeah, just chat nursing and winter. Nursing and winter. Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, I definitely feed on demand. So when baby's hungry, that's where we're feeding. So sometimes it's in the middle of a trail. Sometimes it's, um, out on the ice there and, um, yeah, I just kind of, I did a demo there on Instagram, but I have him in my soft shell carrier in the front and I just kind of undo the straps on both sides, lower him down slightly, get him to latch. And I do have a nursing friendly sports bra and a nursing friendly um, base layer. And I didn't have this for my first um, and I, I find it really, really useful. So if you can try to put this, if someone's trying to ask you maybe like, what you're needing for a baby gift or something like that. One of these kind of like base layer nursing friendly tops are honestly so, so helpful when you're doing outdoor adventures because it keeps you nice and warm as well and just makes really easy access to not have just, it, it gets stressful when all of a sudden you're starting to like unzip jackets and do all the things at once. It just, yeah, I, I find it a lot smoother with having nursing friendly wear. So yeah, we've done that. And then I also bring, um, my thermal like Z seat It's uh, done by Thermarest and it's kind of the little square pad there. And you, I used to hike up um, and sit on mountain summits and, and you have your summit drink at the top of the mountain there. And now I, I mostly nurse on it and then change diapers on it as well. But I find in the winter, it's super helpful for sitting on because then your bum's not getting cold on the trail and you can kind of get as comfy as you can. Um, you know, I, I would advise practicing nursing at home sitting and, and just trying to get comfortable with that. And then when you're on the trail, sitting on that mat is actually even more comfortable than it would be just sitting on the floor at home. <laughs> yes. So true. And if you don't have nursing friendly tops, which like you said, it's worth the investment, even if you have one good adventure shirt, because you can use it in all seasons, like we said, with base layers, it's not limited to the winter, but if not just wearing a tank top or something underneath. So then when you're lifting up your shirt, you still stay warm on the bottom half of your body. And then you can keep them in their layers as much as possible so that it's just maybe still their little face that's exposed and they're in towards you. So hopefully that's keeping them a little warm too. You're blocking them from the wind. Yes. I've even gotten creative with those like little half zip like sweaters sometimes where if I'm not wearing my nursing top, yeah, whatever works, you just... You just kind of <laughs> pop them in there. <laughs> on oh, <an angle>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I guess we should also chat about you're not having this experience this year, but um, with Turner, you would bring more bottles sometimes. So how did you keep your bottles warm in the winter? Can you chat about that? Yeah. So I would just take a Yeti, um, like a Yeti cup, and then I would just do the hot water at home. And um, then it, I would keep that all the way to the trailhead. Um, and then as soon as we get to the trailhead, I would pour his milk into the bottle. So it'd be pretty hot still. And then our hikes would never like our hikes were never more than maybe three hours, like usually around two, sometimes one. Um, but then by the time he would want the bottle, it was like at perfect temperature. So it wasn't like it, it didn't freeze or anything. It obviously wasn't warm. Like he was used to having it at home. Um, and actually that was another thing. I just, I just made sure he had bottles all different temperatures so that he really wasn't picky. It was like, he has his bottle, he's happy and content. So um, yeah, with bottles, um, definitely when we're thinking of just bottles in the winter, that hot, that hot water Yeti, and then obviously just like checking the temperature and that kind of thing before you give to baby. Um, I remember that helping us out a lot. Yeah, for sure. And so are you ever doing diaper changes outside in the winter? Or are you mostly doing them in the car? Okay. So I always try to do them in the car. I just, I don't love the Alberta wind. I don't love anything about the concept of my baby being cold at all. Um, it freaks me out. I mind you, um, diaper changes in the outdoors sometimes are necessary in my opinion. Like if you have a massive blowout and you are pretty far from the car and you have to change your baby's diaper, I would advise then changing it and getting your baby dry. Cause you don't want to risk having your baby get cold and wet. And so if you absolutely have to, I would say, try to get to like a sheltered little space. So you're, you're kind of avoiding that wind. Um, and you're trying to be as quick as possible, have all of your stuff ready out on the trail, use your thermal. I use the thermal Z seat, I guess, if you absolutely have to, or anything, um, your jacket, um, backpack, anything to get baby. That's not going to be super cold and kind of shielded. And, um, then if you're having to change that diaper, trying to put them in something that does have easy access, either like the pants that slide off easy or those zippers from the bottom is super helpful. And just being literally just as quick as you possibly can throw pants back on. But, um, yeah, if you, if you have to, it can be done for sure. Um, and I would advise like if it's messy and, and, and that then for sure. But typically if you're changing my rule of thumb is always change the diaper, um, before you head out on the trail in the car. So like, chances are the diaper's not like that. It's not full at all. So like, it shouldn't, you shouldn't have a blow, but I mean, if you do and you, you feel the need to change, then yeah, do it. I would just say shelter. Do you have any more advice to that, Lauren? I would also say prior to that, making sure you're keeping the water wipes or, uh, baby wipes warm. So wrapping, a bunch of layers around them and keeping them as middle of the pack as possible or like close to your body, I guess, both of those so that those don't freeze. And so they're not so, so cold for baby because then that's the most uncomfortable feeling. <laughs> yes. And they can get cold extremely fast in my opinion. Yes. Like we are out on summer hikes and I remember I had a scare last year and it was not in the winter, but I want to share it because, um, Turner had dipped his hand and had a bit of his sleeve and got um, into the water sort of thing. 
And he, um, I thought, oh, okay, that, that should dry. No big deal. And his hand was cold to touch. He had fallen asleep and it was so cold. It kind of freaked me out. Like I had to actually, you know, kind of feel like get his hand warmed up and we're in the middle of the summer. And it was just because he happened to get, you know, it got wet around there and then he fell asleep and it wasn't like he was moving his hand. And so it really made me realize like, yes, babies are very vulnerable. Um, to the cold. And so, especially in the winter, it's like being very diligent, doing your temperature checks, constantly checking the extremities. If you can just making sure, okay, try to stick your finger and I've taken it to the next level. Like I used to just feel the neck, but I'm like, okay, like, I'm just going to make sure I'm just going to feel his little fingers. Yeah. We're feeling like they're pretty warm. Um, and then just making sure that nothing, there's no snow that's fallen in the booties or that when you're feeling around their feet, it's not like, like they're just feeling comfortable and their eyes, you just keep checking them because yeah, hiking in the winter is great, but yeah, you want babe to be nice and snug to you and comfortable. Yes, very much so. And we've talked about this a lot too, but what is your rule of thumb for getting outside with kids in winter temperature wise. And does that change at all? Do you find now having a baby again? Oh, like the minus 15 degrees yeah. Celsius, the rule of thumb. Oh, I see. Um, you know, I get nervous if it's near that, like even if it's minus 12, minus 13, cause I'm, I, I worry about the wind as well. And I just don't like to risk it when they're so little. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, there's been a few times where I'll just take Turner outside and Nash will stay inside with daddy or whatever and snuggle daddy and just kind of stay warm inside and I don't bring him out because yeah, it does make me a little nervous. How about you? Yeah. Um, yeah, we actually have had a relatively mild winter here in Seattle, but when I was home for Christmas there in Calgary, it was minus 40 a lot of days. And that's the kind of temperature where you can't even be outside for a couple of minutes. So you know how I keep dreaming about getting a minivan? This was like, especially the time I was dreaming about having a minivan because you would have been in the exact same boat. I know when you tried to come visit me, your car wouldn't even start, but <laughs> I we would take drives to go to the pool or whatever the case is. And I honestly was putting each kid in their car seats, just putting them in unbuckled, closing their door, hopping in my, in the front, turning on the car and then hopping over the glove box. Have I told you this already? No, you have no. not, but this okay. is exactly what I do. Yes. Yeah, so then I hop over the glove box so that I'm in their row and I buckle them up in there. And then that's where I was doing everything they needed because I couldn't even bump, like buckle them up quick enough for them to stay warm. That's how cold it was. So, it was that cold. Yeah. Oh, it was. That was, that was freezing. Mine, yeah. it was minus 40. And I definitely look at, I mean, you and I have made this mistake where we haven't before, but I definitely look at what it feels like with wind chill because that makes a difference too, right? I mean, it could be minus 15 and we think, okay, good. But then you look at wind chill and it's minus 22. <laughs> exactly. Like our photo shoot that went yeah. drastically wrong <laughs> after a few minutes. Um, yeah, I exactly. I know what you're saying about the van too. And I like literally went on this adventure with um, my friend here and in she's just um, close to Kananaskis here. So we, we met out there and we were just um, using her adventure van for a few minutes. And it was like one of those adventure vans are like has the really big, um, you know, door and you could stand up in this thing. I've never even really like paid attention to those before at all. And then realized, 
wow, like, <laughs> this is like amazing that you could just get your child ready in here. I was like, so when you say van, I totally understand what you're coming from. Like, like even just like your typical van, you just jump in the sliding door, you could buckle both kids and then you can just crawl right to the front. And then of course the adventure van is geared even more so because you can just literally just walk to the front and both kids are comfy, cozy, no problem. Um, but yeah, my SUV type thing right now, <laughs> it's a, it's a balancing act and people do look at you like you're ridiculous when you're like running in and out of grocery store or whatever, but you know, my husband's honestly working all the time. So I have the kids, you know, and have to just, I started just looking for parkades lately. Yeah. <laughs> when it's that cold. Right. Yes. And another thing that I invested in when I had Collins, because I knew I was going to be obsessed with baby wearing and want a million children. So I feel like I'll get the most out of it is baby wearing gear, like actual baby wearing gear. And so if you're not as obsessed with baby wearing, then maybe you're just going to say that's crazy to spend money on that. And I'm just going to battle it out or get an oversized jacket or something instead. But the difference of actual baby wearing gear is so good because it fits you properly, but then it keeps baby so warm. Like I'm obsessed yeah. with my booker and me vest and we wear it every single day here. And it's just close enough on Deacon that keeps him nice and warm and I can keep him tucked all in the right places. And then, yeah, just the jackets, they make such a difference. Cause I'm like, okay, this actually fits and I can still check in on you and that kind of thing. So I know yeah. you like that too, or you like the kind of covers for the carriers. You know, I actually, yeah. Uh, Wanderling, I think they're, that's the name of the brand. Um, a mom started this company with baby wearing jackets for, uh, the outdoors and, and adventures. And actually she just gifted me one and it arrived on our doorstep today. So I haven't had a chance to wear it, but I like just snack it out of the box before we started our podcasting here. And I've never had um, a baby wearing jacket before. Like I've always had the, the covers and I've always used those. So like having something that's specifically baby wearing, I'm excited to give it a try. And it's in a gorgeous lilac color. <laughs> to share a little bit more about that on the social and um yeah I think that it's great to have specific baby wearing attire because yeah I would I was wearing you know some of Logan's jackets but they're not really fitting me correctly and you're sort of swimming in some of these items so looking forward to it yes okay I'm excited to hear how you like that and I feel like well is there anything else you want to talk about before I ask for Adri's affirmations <laughs> <laughs> um I think just when it comes to, yeah, the cold weather, I'm just trying to think here with the different, I mean, everybody's doing different styles of adventures. Like don't feel obligated if, if your comfort zone is not hiking, maybe I, I was just going right into affirmations. <laughs> Let's do it. It's fine. Um, I think just don't, don't necessarily worry about going and being like, I have to hike and I have to do all these things. Cause truly if they're not in your comfort zone, like that is okay. There's so many other things you can do in the winter. Um, and you know, just doing a little nature walk around, around the block and that kind of thing is all awesome too. And, and using all of the gear recommendations and that, that we said here today and yeah, happy adventuring in the winter. Happy adventuring. It's worth it. Always. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms. This podcast is produced by KP Media Productions.